0: My name is Jeremy. I'm one of the pastors at Providence Road Church. If you're a guest with us this morning, you're not a normal attender of Providence Road, welcome. We're glad that you've joined us this morning. If you are a member and regular attender of Providence Road, it's good to see you. I'm glad you are with us this morning. The the ideal thing on a Sunday morning would be for us to gather together physically um, as Providence Road Church. But as we know, um, we are in unprecedented and uncharted territory as country and nation, and we're trying to figure out how uh, to gather together. But one thing we need to remember this morning, even as we're doing this online, is that we're still united together um, by the Holy Spirit, under God the Father, who has made us his children. And that's a good, good thing that we can remember. Here's a little road map of where we're going for the next 30 minutes or so. And we're going to be walking through a liturgy similar, similar to what we do on a Sunday morning. It will be a much bit shorter though, a little bit shorter I should say. Um, The first thing we're going to do is a call to worship, a call to worship. This is the time in the liturgy that we begin the service with to take our attention off ourselves and really focus on God. It's an invitation for all humanity to join God in his work and worship in his story and as he moves on heaven, in heaven and on earth. So let's allow Psalm 121, and, and by the way, we have a um, family worship guide that we're putting out, and you should have a PDF access to that um, online on our website, and we invite you to follow along with us as we walk through this liturgy. So you can read along with me in, in the Bible, Psalm 121, as I read this aloud. It says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? From this time forth and forevermore, this is the word of the Lord.
1: Good morning. So as we continue our time in worship, um, let's just uh, spend some time um, just in adoration of uh, God the Father. Uh, So if you'd like to read along with me, uh, Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his namesake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of the death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever.
2: Good morning, friends. My name is Matt Mosier. I am I have the privilege of serving as one of the elders here at Providence Road. Um, now we're going to move um, into a time of, of confession. First uh, John 1 tells us, in verses five through nine, that this is the message we have heard for him and proclaimed to you: that God is light, and in him there was no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him while we walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not. We confess our sins. He is faithful and just to forgive our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We say we have not sinned. We make him a liar. His word is not in us. We want to take this time to bring our whole selves to God, to our whole selves to the light. That is our good and our bad, our strength and our weakness, our belief and our doubt, our confidence and our anxiety. We bring ourselves into confession because we have all fallen short of God's call for holiness. We want to take this time to repent and to bring everything into the light. In your worship guide, there is a, a prayer of confession. And at this time, we're going we're gonna to take that and we're going to read it together because we have all fallen short. So if you would, read this with me. Jesus, your yoke is easy and your burden is light. Yet we take weight upon ourselves we were never meant to bear. Father, you clothe us feed us, and protect us, yet we often don't trust that you will provide for us. You do not slumber or sleep, yet we stay awake with worry. In pride, we try to satisfy and carry our needs apart from you. You tell us to seek first your kingdom, but we allow ourselves to be overrun and crushed by the cares of this world. You tell us to trust you with our whole hearts and lean not on our own understanding, Yet we have been formed more by our own anxieties than by your promises. Help us to cast our cares on you, knowing that you care for us. Our restless hearts are not at rest until they find rest in you. We're going to take a pause here and reflect on this confession and the great need and forgiveness that is found only in the grace of God. So now after we have taken this time of confession we're going to move into a time of assurance so kids um they're here um, that have spent some time with us at frog road um, what's that first question in the new city catechism right what is our only hope in life and death the answer that we are not our own but we belong to god so despite our sins and despite our failures despite our inability to clean ourselves up or our lack of holiness, and despite our forgetfulness and wandering hearts, those of us who have placed our only hope in the life and death and the finished work of Jesus Christ can have a confidence and assurance that he completed the work of our salvation on the cross. There is no more work for us to be done. Where we are weak, he is strong. Where we struggle, he is confident. Where we are lost, he provides a way. Where we are anxious, he provides assurance we fail is perfect. This is wonderful news for us. This is the gospel of Jesus, and it provides our basis for our identity as a child of God, and that we have been adopted into God's family, and nothing can change that. And this is the assurance that we have in our guide um, that I'd like for you to read along with me. Your Father in heaven knows what you need before you ask. He gives from the overflow of his inexhaustible mercy. His nearness is like a constant shadow at your side. He is eager to supply your every need according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Jesus has made his Father our Father through his finished work. And he gives us the gift of the Holy Spirit so that we rest in him without fear. Do not be anxious like the world, for we are sons and daughters of a good Father. The Lord keeps his people and does not forget us or turn away from us. And now together we read this as an assurance. From where does our help come? Our help comes from the Lord. Thanks be to God.
1: So now we're going to spend a little bit of time in prayer. Um, So as it shows in your guide, we're going to spend, basically focus on three areas. First, we're going to just take some time to pray for um, one another as a church um, and then pray for our city um, and then pray for the, lo- the world at large um, so in between those times I'll um, stop for about 45 seconds to a minute um, and give you opportunity to, to pray to, through those things yourself um, Father we um, just thank you for um, just the ability even though this is uh, not an ideal um, situation for us as providence road to still see one another and and still feel um, some connection Um, but father we know that um, we are united to one another even though um, we may not be physically together um, that doesn't uh, separate our union Um, but father i just pray that we would um, seek to uh, maintain connections with one another uh, within the church and um, serve one another and seek out those in need, Father, and so um, just help us to do that, and help us to um, just be confident in knowing that your hand is in all things, and that um, we can be uh, just joyful in spite of uh, some of the anxiety that we we may have, Father, Um, so we just thank you. Father, we um, also just pray for uh, the city of Norman, uh, Lord. We pray for um, the leaders um, of the city and just there. Um, we ask that you grant them wisdom uh, during this time and um, just understanding um, what's best for um, the city as, as, again, we deal with this uh, virus. Um, Father, we pray for just the churches of Norman, again, just um, as Providence Road, isn't able to to meet together um all other churches in norman are in a similar situation father and so we just ask that you would um, be with them that um you would allow your work to continue um father we pray for just those that are serving in the city so our um you know firefighters and uh, police officers and and just those that are serving um, us within the city um, that you would keep them safe and um just thank you for um, them and their um, service to to the people of the city. Um, And Father, we just pray that um, that as the Church of Norman that we would be ready to respond in, in whatever ways that we can. we finally just pray um knowing that this um, impact is not something that's just local to uh, norman to this state this country uh, but this is a a global um, issue that is impacting uh, many people across across the world and so we pray for um, just other countries that are are trying to respond as well so china south korea just um, again pray for just the leaders of those countries as they um, determine how to best respond to this situation Father Um, we also know that there's um, numerous other just believers in um, these countries that are impacted and um, that may not have the resources that we have in this country or the ability to um, be able to um, stay at home and like that, and so we know that this is impacting greatly uh, people across the world. Lord, so we just ask that um, that you would use this time, um, just this unprecedented time, to draw people to yourself, Father, uh, from across across the globe, Lord, and that um, all nations would see um, and glorify you within within this, even though we may not understand how that works, Father. So we just lift up the nations to you and um, know that your hand is, is in all these things.
0: If you're like me, and I'm sure many of you are, uh, there's been some feelings of fear and anxiety that has come over you in the last oh, so week or two. And for me, these, these feelings of fear and anxiety really come out of nowhere. They just, they just appear. And in these moments when those things uh, begin to strike me, I, I try to reflect and think, why am I feeling this way? Why am I anxious? Why am I fearful in this situation? And and to reflect on our current situation, I'm not really um, anxious about myself catching this virus, or even anyone who lives um, in my household, my wife or two kids um, that live um, with us, I'm not afraid of them catching it. So I ask myself the question, why am I still anxious? And I think it's because everything in our world right now feels unstable, it's different, things have changed, things are unpredictable, where normally, at least in my life, things are fairly predictable, and now things just don't feel like they're in control very much. And so I get anxious and I get worried. And I think what the coronavirus and people's response to it, what it has done is to inject a massive amount of anxiety and fear and uncertainty into our world. Our world has never been smaller through the use of technology. And so when, when a global pandemic happens, everyone feels it. And I think we're all feeling it to some degree right now. And I'll say as human beings, we are prone to be anxious. We're prone to be fearful. So let's not pretend those things aren't real. Let's not sweep those things under the rug, expecting that they're just going to go away. Statements like, don't panic. Everything is going to be all right. Even well-meaning and, and 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 maybe good on occasion for a short period of time, um, those statements don't have the power to help us. They're not nuanced enough, and they don't have the power to overcome the amount of anxiety that most people have today in our world. So, for the next few minutes, I want to look at um, a scripture passage together, and us to look at it and pray that I will uh, that we would allow God's word. To, to speak over uh, to speak to us and over us and, and give us rest um, from our fear and anxiety. The first scripture I want to look at is first John 4:18. The scripture says, "There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear. For fear has to do with punishment and whoever fears has not been perfected in love. What John is saying here is where God's love exists, fear will be cast out. But often we have fears arise because we don't believe the depths at which God loves us. He loves his children. The way we remedy this, the way we, we, we work through this is to set our sights on God. To pursue his presence. To practice being in his presence. So for the next three weeks leading up to Easter, we're going to focus on God by looking um, through the different aspects of the Trinity. The Trinity is this idea in the scriptures that says God is one uh, being or essence in three persons, God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we're going to look at how we can remain in God's presence, how we can set our sights on God by looking through each of these. So today we're going to look at God the father by reading the passage Matthew 6:25 through 34. So if you're following along in your guide Matthew 6:25 through 34 or you can uh, read this in your bibles. Matthew 6:25. Therefore I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, nor about your body, what you put on. It is it's not life more than food and the body more than clothing. Therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for today, for the day, is its own trouble. There are two things I want us to look at quickly in this passage. Number one, our identity as children of God the Father. Our identity as children of God the Father. And two, how that identity fuels us um, and how we focus on God in um, uncertain times like we find ourselves in now. So first point our identity as children. Here's the truth, God sees you, he knows you, he loves you. There may be a small part in in times like these where we say, "Does, does he really? Does he really love me? Does he really know me? Does he really care about what I'm going through? And Jesus anticipates this in this passage by quickly turning to a picture of two common things that. They saw in their everyday life, and we see in our everyday life. Birds and flowers. See, the people that were listening to Jesus in this time, they were struggling too. They were a part of a culture that was hostile to following Christ. He tells them this. He tells, he, he tells them that, that God created the birds, God created the flowers, and he cares for them. He closed them. He knows them. He's intricately involved in every detail of their life. Existence, And if he knows and he cares for things like this, will he not care for us? Will he not care for image bearers, people, human beings that have been made in his image? and Especially those who he calls children of God, his sons and daughters through the faith that we have. But yet still, I know for me, if you're anything like me, I, I still struggle with this. In times like these, does God love me? Is he there? Does he have me? And when that occurs, I think about Romans 8, where a guy named Paul says that we know that God is with us, and he loves us, and he cares for us in uncertain times, in the chaos, because of Jesus. The fact that Jesus lived a perfect life that I could never have lived, and he died a death that I deserve to die, and on the third day rose from the dead, conquering sin, Satan, and death. And he ascended and is now seated at the right hand of the Father. And he's alive in our world through his spirit. That is the gospel. That is the good news. And that's what in, Paul, in, in Romans 8, Paul tells us, we know that the Father loves us because of what Jesus has done. Just why, why, would, why would God not send his own son, Paul tells us, to die for us if he didn't care for us? If he, if he gave us that, how much more will he give us all things? Will he not, Paul says? Paul says in that chapter that we are more than conquerors through Jesus. So back to Matthew 6, we know that God loves us primarily because of the work of Jesus found in the gospel. And if you have faith in the gospel and faith in Jesus, you can bank on it. And you can believe that God loves you and cares about you. Even in times like this that we find ourselves in. The second point, this fuels our focus on God. This causes us to focus on God. You think back to verses 33 and 34. Jesus says, but seek first. So based on all of that, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things will be added to you. The things that we want, peace and love and hope, all of these things will be added to us. Verse 34, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So Jesus is saying, based off of how the Father loves us, that we should, should seek him above all things. And we will we can find peace we can find rest so we should pursue him we should remain in his presence we should practice his presence and i think the main way we do this and i think this is what jesus is saying here is by focusing on god above everything else seeking him above everything else trying to remain in his presence more than anything else we do and so i want to give us quickly four ways that i think we can do that in this season i'm gonna go through these really fast number one Pay attention to what you consume during this time. Pay attention to what you consume. What are you filling your mind with? Is it Are you filling your mind with things that are gonna cause you more anxiety, or more fear, or more panic? Or maybe even things that are gonna numb you to the presence of God? Maybe things that seem innocent, but too much of it just numbs you? So pay attention to what you fill your mind with. Are you filling your mind with the things of God? The Bible, prayer, good conversation with your family, a good book. Worship music. What are you feeling? Even even hobbies that you enjoy doing. Find things that are going to give you peace and consume those things. Number two, um, don't fear the future. And don't focus on the future, but focus on the present. And this is what he says in verse 34, right? He says, don't worry about tomorrow. The, tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. We don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow. And This is a human problem. No human can even know what tomorrow holds, even in normal circumstances. There are professionals out there that are paid and are experts to worry about tomorrow with the coronavirus. We don't need to be those people. At least most of us. We don't need to be those people. We need to focus on today and think about today. And that's what Jesus says. Focus on today. Focus on God today. We have no idea what tomorrow is going to No, No idea how the coronavirus is going to turn out. Let other people do that and let's focus on God and today. Number three, take advantage of This new schedule. We all find ourselves with our schedule a little bit thrown off, some more than others. Set rhythms and practices and be intentional about doing these. Don't, with this new space, don't just go with it unplayed. If you're anything like me, I'll I'll maybe go to comfort or things that maybe will numb myself to the anxiety and fear. Instead of being intentional about uh, structuring my day and structuring my week around things that will give me peace. Namely, the things of God. And So uh, take advantage of this new schedule. Use the family worship guide that we're providing for you. Use that throughout the week. Um, Use the discussion questions that are going to be in there with your family and with maybe people close to you. Um, Use technology to stay in touch with your community, like Zoom or Google Hangout. You can do as much of that as you want, right? Take advantage of the technology. Stay in touch with people. Use other resources that we're going to provide. Create some rhythms and practices in your life now uh, while you have some time. Maybe you're feeling a little bit bored because some things you usually like to do have been taken away from you. And the last thing, be a peaceful presence. Be a peaceful presence because if we can have peace because of our identity in Jesus, now we can live in the world as people of, of peaceful presence. And we can do that. And the last thing the world needs is more anxiety and more panic. And so we need to take serious what's before us, have a sober reality of how we live right now, but don't panic, don't freak out, remain peaceful, take things seriously, listen to the CDC, be smart, be wise, but be calm, be peaceful. Why? Because as followers of Jesus, if you have faith in him, God loves you, he knows you, he cares for you, so we can be people of peace. And we can move into the world and and engage people and the people that we are around during this time. If we're able to be, um, we can be a peaceful presence because we know the world needs more of that right now. And we can pray that the world would see more of Jesus during this time. Um, That's it for my time. Uh, We love you guys and um, praying for you. Amen.
2: Thanks, Jeremy. Um, We're so grateful that that Jesus, right, he doesn't leave us alone uh, to to figure all this stuff out on our own. Um, His words provide the truest comfort uh, available for us um, right now. Um, And so wherever you are right now, um, I'd actually like uh, for you to stand. Um, I'm going to close this out with a a benediction, uh, with a blessing. Um, It's very common for for us to use this passage. We're going to go through Numbers, Uh, 6, 24 through 26, and so as I read this over you, take a posture to receive this blessing, maybe open your arms, maybe close your eyes, um, whatever it is, but but here's this blessing um, from the Word. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make His face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up His countenance upon you and give you peace. We were honored that you would take all this time uh, to participate in this with us, this this morning. Uh, we we want to be together. Um, and as soon as that's possible, we continue to pray that that happens quickly. But during this time, we, we pray that you will lean into that need for Jesus and the reassurance provided by his word. Uh, we pray that you will find freedom and joy in that word, um, and you'll be able to be a peaceful presence to those around you and spread freedom and joy as you seek to be a disciple and makes disciples um, this week. Um, Don't forget that on Wednesday we're going to do Facebook Live where we can do some interaction. We'll do prayer um, and and kind of be there uh, together as best that we can. Do that at 8.30 on Wednesday night. Um, So please join us if you can. Um, We love you all and we look forward to seeing everyone soon.